Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we answer a simple question on each show. Who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein, managing editor at JustBaseball.com, and today we're discussing my latest article for the site. Where does Bryson Stott rank among the best second basemen in baseball? Why are we discussing this topic? Because Bryce Harper called him the best second baseman in baseball. Look, I have to put the disqualifier out there. Yes, I'm a Mets fan. You see the flags behind me. I host Locked On Mets Daily Show on the Mets. Sure, I have some anti-Philly bias. But that's not what inspired me to write this article or do this podcast. I'm recording this at 2 o'clock in the morning. This was just too perfect of a topic for my show, Who's Better?, I just had to get right on it because I see the video clip of Harper calling Bryson Stott the best second baseman in the game, and he wasn't prompted to do that. John Paul Morosi who was interviewing him on the field after the game. He just simply said, you know, how proud are you of Bryson Stott? Something along those lines. And these guys have a connection dating back to the fact that they're both from Vegas. They're friends before they were teammates. And... It's understandable that Bryson Stott is the second baseman that Bryce Harper want to go to war with more than anyone else. He has showed up big time on the biggest of stages over the last two years, last year as a shortstop. And he's a really good player. With that said, in the playoffs right now, I think he is pretty clearly the worst second baseman left. I know. That seems like I'm just trying to knock the guy. It's not. There's three really good second basemen that are left in this race. And it had me pounding away at my keyboard late at night because I was just really fascinated by the topic. Where does he rank and how does he stack up and how quickly could he get to that point where maybe Bryce Harper speaks something into existence and he becomes the best second baseman in baseball. We'll start, though, with the two that are still playing in the American League, who I think are clearly the consensus top two second basemen in the game. Jose Altuve right now, and for the last decade, has been the best second baseman in baseball. And if Bryce Harper isn't familiar, good chance he's going to meet him again in the World Series next week. Altuve won his first Silver Slugger in 2014. He has six Silver Sluggers to his name. He's eclipsed 2,000 hits, and he might get to 3,000 if he can stay healthy in his 30s. Health was an issue this year, though. First, fractured his uh, thumb. Was it his thumb or his finger? It was his thumb. During the World Baseball Classic, got hit by a pitch, missed the beginning of the season, then he had an oblique injury later in the year. So he only played 90 games this year. With that said, in those 90 games, he was worthy of another silver slugger. He hit 311, had a 393 on base, a 522 slug, hit 17 home runs, stole 14 bases. His 144, or excuse me, 154 WRC plus was the best mark among all second basemen who played a minimum of 400 games. And WRC plus is weighted runs created plus, measuring hitters on a league average of 100. So at a 154 mark, he was 54% better than your league average hitter. And he posted a 4F4 this season, which is wins above replacement. He missed, again, over 70 games. In 90 games, he was barely but more valuable than Bryson Stott, who had a 3.9F4 in 151 games. Now, defensively, Stott is way better. Altuve is longer moved from that gold glove that he had. I think it was in 2015. He was minus 13 defensive runs saved this season. Not good. That was, again, in 90 games. 
With that said, he was minus one outs above average this year, and he was one out above average last year. So that paints him as more of a league average defender. Again, if we looked at the glove stats better, but the bat is so head and shoulders better on Altuve's end that when we rank our top second baseman in the game this year, just like we did heading into this season, I would be shocked if we didn't put Altuve atop our list at just baseball. Now, in the article, I wrote a little aside, a little qualifier. If Mookie Betts ever becomes a second baseman full-time, he becomes the best second baseman in baseball. He is, if you go to uh, Fangrass and you look at the leaderboard, he is the leader in pretty much all the categories. Home runs, run scored, WRC+, F4. That's because he did start uh, and played 62 games at second base. Started 62, played more than that. He had 12 starts at shortstop this year and 25 at center field, making him the greatest utility player in MLB history. I don't have to do research on it. How could anyone have done more at more positions than Betts did this year? He still started 77 games in right field, though. Played over 100 out there. Played 200 more innings in right than at second base. So he's still a right fielder, not a second baseman. That moves us, though, back into the playoffs, the second baseman that are competing. And Marcus Simeon is, in my opinion, the second best second baseman in baseball. And if you want to make an argument he's the best, I might not fight you on it because over the last three years, he does lead all of Major League Baseball and wins above replacement for second baseman at 16 and a half. Altuve is at 16, though, in far less games. So that's where I still put Altuve ahead. But durability is a pretty key thing, and Simeon has that. He played in every game this year. And in 2021, when he made the switch from shortstop to second base in his one year playing for the Blue Jays, where he was paired with Bo Bichette up the middle, he hit 45 home runs, stole 15 bases, and drove in 102. All those were career highs. He finished third in MVP voting. He won the Gold Glove and the Silver Slugger in the American League. And he was rewarded with a seven-year, $175 million contract by the Rangers uh, to pair him with Corey Seager, who they also signed the same offseason, played the two of them up the middle, at a $500 million price tag for that duo who have proven to be worth it this year. They led the Rangers to the playoffs for the first time since 2016 to the ALCS for the first time since 2011. Now, Seager is the best player on that team, but he missed a lot of parts of this season. Simeon, leader in F-War, he was the guy that was there game in, day in, day out, every single game, and he hit 276, 348 on base, 478 slug, had 29 home runs. It's nearly double what Stott put up. 100 RBIs, a 124 waiter runs created plus. He was awesome. And defensively, he's right there with Stott. Okay, he was at 16 defensive runs saved. That was second best to only Andres Jimenez. He was at 13 outs above average. That was fifth best in baseball among second basemen. Stott was better in outs above average at 17, but he was worse in defensive runs saved at six. You can't even give Stott a clear edge there because Simeon is that good with the glove. Now, he just turned 33 years old. So he could fall off in the next couple of years, but that hasn't happened yet. So Stott is squarely behind those two. Best you could call him is third among Major League Baseball second basemen, but I don't think he's third because I don't even think he's the best second baseman in this series he's playing. Cattell Marte has been awesome in the playoffs. He had a great bounce back year. He is about to tie a MLB record for the longest hitting streak to start a postseason career, tying Marquise Grissom, who had 15 hits or a 15 game hitting streak to start his playoff career. Marte, 
got hits in all four games back in 2017, and he has hit safely in all 10 games for the Diamondbacks this year. He's hitting 372, 400 on base, 605 slug, two home runs, four doubles, and he had the walk-off hit in Game 3 against the Phillies. If there's anyone who's going to get pissed off at Harper's comments, it's Marte playing in this series, looking for a little more of an edge. Now, Stott has played great. I'm not trying to knock him. Okay, If you watch these games, he's in every at-bat, and he is just incredible at second base, making so many clutch plays. But in this playoff run, he's hitting 237, a 302 on base, 316 slug. He hit an incredible grand slam in the wildcard round to put the Marlins away in game two. That's his only extra base hit in the playoffs. Marte has been outplaying him this October. I don't think that's some crazy take. And during the season, you look at their numbers, Stott did have him and batting average. It was negligible. It was like four or five points better. Marte uh, had him in, in on base percentage by 20 points, slugging percentage by 65 points. Uh, stolen bases, Stott had the edge. Stole 30 compared to just eight from Marte. But you look at their overall offensive production, Marte's 127 WRC plus, 26 points better than Stott. And you look at wins above replacement, at 4.2, he was slightly better than Stott. He also hit 25 home runs compared to 15 from Stott. So look, if you were to tell me over the next five years, which second baseman would I want? I think I'd probably pick Stott. Better glove, younger, no health concerns yet. Marte's had those. And Marte wasn't that good in 2022. But right now, if you hit the rank, which one's better? When we do this in a month or two for the same, we rank our top 10. I feel like Cattell Marte is going to be third on that list and at least ahead of Stott. So then as I go through my article here, we get to a section that will probably frustrate Philly fans because they're going to be like, why is he still on this? Why hasn't he just given Stott his due or just get off the topic? But I got to ask the question, is Bryson Stott even a top five second baseman in baseball? I think he's squarely in the top 10, don't get me wrong. But is he in the top five? I start off the discussion in this article at Luis Arise because Arise was pretty awesome this year. He just won another batting title. He won one in the American League, nine wins, won in the National League. Call maybe the second best offensive second baseman to Altuve. With that said, the defense really drags him down. He had a 3.4 F war compared to Stott at 3.9 because that's how bad he is with the glove. That actually ranks him as the 10th most valuable second baseman this year where he actually falls behind far inferior offensive players like Andres Jimenez and Tyro Estrada. That's how much the glove weighs our eyes down. I'll see when we do our rankings. There is a chance that our eyes finds somewhere in the top five. Our co-founder, just baseball arm Layton, is a Marlins fan. I don't think that's going to skew the rankings, though. He's pretty impartial. Uh, but we'll see. The glove could carry it. I think we might rank Stott ahead of him, though. I think I would. So, hey, Phillies fans who already hate me. There's one win. Now we get to two players that I feel like are very comparable to Bryson Stott. Sung Kim and Nico Horner. These are all guys who shine with the glove. They're the three finalists for the gold glove in the National League. And they all steal bases. Horner had 43. Kim had 38. Stott had 31. Kim, I think, was the best player this past season. 
His WRC plus certainly suggests that at 112. It also leads them in war as well. Now you look at the WRC plus of Horner and Stott at 102 and 101. They're just slightly better than league average hitters where Kim was higher than that. Although he did fall off a bit as the season wore on. They're all close though. You could tell me that it's ranked in any order with the three and I probably wouldn't be mad at it. There's one more second baseman to discuss. And it falls right back to the NL East. Ozzie Albies. The dude hit 33 home runs and drove in 109 this year. I've always historically been low on Albies, but the production speaks for itself. I would not be surprised at all if he found himself in the top five. So, again, you look at the top three. I think right now it's the other three guys that are in the playoffs, ironically enough. It's Altuve, Simeon. Kind of go down a couple of pegs, but then you still get to Marte. And then if you're ranking beyond that, there's kind of a short list of Kim, Horner, Stott, Arise, Albies, like those five, where I think anybody you can sort of pick their poison on guys they like more. Notice as a Mets fan, I've yet to say Jeff McNeil's name. Because <laughs> I don't even know if he's going to make the top 10 this year. We might just throw him in the top five or the top 10 utility players and call it because it's just easier than trying to explain what he did in 2021 and what he did in 2023 juxtaposed to the awesome season he had in 2022, which had him ranked, I believe we put him second in the list this year, which you could point at me as, as part of the problem on that one. I certainly had him there, but other people followed me down that line of thinking. In retrospect, we certainly should have had Marcus Simeon too. Um, we had Andres Jimenez four, by the way, because he was amazing in 2022, and that's what well, you still have to base a majority of your rankings. And actually just for the purpose of... of uh, more content in this episode. Nico Horner was fifth. Cattell Marte was sixth. Uh, then we had Ozzy Albies seventh. Luis Arias eighth. Gleyber Torres ninth. And then we got to uh, Brandon Lowe at tenth. So he did not crack this list because he was coming off a rookie season that was up and down. Obviously ended on a higher note. Now he's definitely a top 10 second baseman in baseball. He might be a top five second baseman in baseball. But was Bryce Harper right? Is he the best second baseman in baseball? Not even close. Anyway, if you enjoyed this content and you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe there as well. Check out the written article uh, at JustBaseball.com and all the other great stuff we have coming your way throughout this postseason and also off-season coverage for all 30 teams squarely uh, on tap for us right now as well. Again, all of it, just baseball.com.